Blog Talk Radio. Well, that didn't work at all. Um, I was just trying to um, play a little clip for you guys and um, just managed to create a bunch of dinner time. Um, I'm really sorry about that. Um, uh, I should probably introduce myself. Um, welcome to In the Closet Objectivist. This is one of your hosts, Dr. May Rubens. Um, I just got an update from the... Uh, the guy behind it all, the, the um, you know, uh, not enough good things to say about Corey. Um, and as our loyal listeners know, he's um, been struggling with a brain tumor, and I just got an update from his family. So I thought I would um, do a do a quick little podcast just to let him know we're thinking about him. Um, so today's episode is looks like it's entitled Positive V. It's actually Positive Vision. You might have guessed I'm a little um a little off today and I um I probably should have deferred this, but I really just wanted to say hey to Corey. Um so um what was my what's my motivation for um what, what what did I have in mind with this podcast? Well Ayn Rand described purpose as quote, remaking the earth in the image of your values, unquote. Um, and that idea has really stuck with me for a long time. So what I've been doing over the past couple of years is asking objectivists to paint a detailed picture of the world they are trying to shape by their efforts as objectivists and professionals. Um, And my motive for doing this and hopefully your motive for listening is twofold. Uh, The first motive revolves around the fact that these intellectuals are incredibly hardworking and are spectacularly productive in the face of staggering odds against their success. Um, And in view of this, I figure that there must be a compelling vision pulling them forward and, and driving them to work as hard as they do. The second motive is a bit more nuanced. Um, Yaron Brooke pointed out in his inaugural talk at Ocon 2018 that there's a lot of reason to be rationally optimistic in the world today. And the world is pretty good. Um, You know, for example, I'm, I'm not living in most of human history where I would have died in childbirth. So that's a big plus. Um, but um, it's, that being said, it's, it's difficult to wind back the clock, remove bad policies or policies predicated on bad ideas, and play the clock forward again to project how the world could be better. For example, when objectivists criticize entitlements, people would often respond by saying that if there was no Medicare, for example, um, the elderly would be dying on the streets uncared for, and obviously no one wants that. So there's a sense in which I'm, I'm sympathetic to their concerns. Um, it's easy to imagine the immediate consequences of Medicare suddenly evaporating. It's much harder to imagine all the mutual aid societies that flourished in the 19th century that 
would have matured into new business models, new kinds of insurance, and new forms of boutique medicine. Um, it's hard to imagine how much more affordable and efficient medicine would be if the money spent in health weren't doled out, um, or I should say the majority of money spent in health um, weren't doled out by Medicare. For example, I, I learned from Ritu Parna Basu, one of ARI's intellectuals, um, that Medicare has so many codes for what it will cover and how much it will cost that private insurers generally just copy and paste Medicare's menu of coverage and then add a percentage. It's just an overwhelming amount of work to do otherwise for, for both, you know, the insurers and the um, providers of healthcare. So as a result, one of the, one of the, I guess, minor results of this is that direct email between a doctor and a patient is not covered in Medicare. This means that um, while your lawyer can offer the convenience of email communication and just fold that into their hourly rate, doctors cannot. And I'm probably not the only person who has found the acquisition of test results and diagnoses to be a pain in the ass. Um, like I said, it's hard to imagine how much better life would be with even that one small change. But if we want to change the world, I think it behooves us to try and paint that image um, of a better world in as compelling detail as we can. So um, I, I don't think I've been very good about that, and I'd like to do better. Um, so here's, I guess, kind of a zoomed out version of my vision for the future in which um, the culture is not driven by collectivism, but individualism. Um, in the 20th century, it, transportation speed, it, just, to, just to take a, an, a couple of examples, transportation speeds increased sevenfold from 100 mile per hour locomotives to 700 mile per hour jets. And the bit rate of information increased 10,000 fold from about 0.1 megabytes per for radio to about one gigabyte per second for Ethernet. But the economically fear 19th century, um, it boasted transportation speeds increasing tenfold instead of seven from 10 miles per hour for horse-drawn carriages to 40 miles per hour for steam locomotives to 100 miles per hour for internal combustion engines. And communication speeds increased 76 million times from 10 miles per hour for the Pony Express to light speed for the telegraph and telephone. And those, I mean, you know, like I said, we have reason to be really grateful to be living in the world we do. And, and the revel, you know, the technological advances we've seen are genuinely amazing. But there's a sense in which they were even more rapid and revolutionary um, a century earlier, and I think there's good reason to think that that's because we were politically and economically freer. So imagine if we could have transportation and communication speed increasing similar to those of the 19th century, double and 50,000 times more than our current technological revolution. Um, 
so yeah, like I said, that's a pretty zoomed out picture of what I am working for, um, but I hope it gives you a sense of what I think is possible and what um, what drives me um, to do this podcast, besides the fact that I really, really miss Corey. Um, so that's why we work for reason and capitalism. And um, I could say a lot more about it, but um, I should <laughs> probably, I can, I can hear like billions of tiny bacterial voices calling me, so I should probably get back to it. Um, so I'll just uh, keep it really brief and, and say that um, we really miss you, Corey, and, and we're thinking about you. So cheers to reason.